Scuba Obsessed, the weekly podcast. We talk about all things scuba diving, from cool new gear to places to dive and scuba in the news. Scuba Obsessed episode 454 is recorded live July 2nd, 2020. Welcome back to Scuba Obsessed. I'm Darren Jolson coming to you from the southwest side of the great state of Michigan where I am fighting with the internet. Joining me this week, we have Mac, the dive mentor. How are you doing today, Mac? So far, so good. The weather's been pretty nice this week. It has been beautiful weather. You know, it's a little on the toasty side, but yeah, I'm not going to complain. I This is perfect end of June, July weather in my book. You can dive Lake Michigan without a hood. Ooh, the yeah. shallows, it's not bad at all. Yeah, I see people have been getting out. Uh, yes, I mentioned the hood because Karen dove without a hood. <laughs> ah, that that sound, that's kind of like a, a gym thing to do. Yeah, that are young and die hard. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, think that's... I remember doing that, but I don't yeah. remember that well. Well, it was a uh, was it last year that I dove without a wetsuit in uh, on the clay banks there. Uh, I think it was actually. That was a little brutal. I'm not gonna lie, that was a little cold. But uh, yeah, hood. Uh, you know, even in the summer, I usually will go with a seven mil hood just to keep a little bit warm. Well, we're gonna do a brief version for for people who aren't in the chat room. I've been fighting with, with uh, my internet and my updates. So right now, this Discord on my computer is on up to three, about halfway through it. But considering that I started up nine fifteen, trying to get everything all situated, uh, you know, at that rate, usually by about one a.m., I'll get going. Uh, <laughs> the, the the fun of rural internet living, or not? Yeah, or not. I did sign up for the Starlink beta, which is that uh, SpaceX internet thing they're doing. But I also looked, and one of the, because they're covering the north first for the beta, and the cutoff line, if they go true to the uh, uh, angle that they were saying, was is uh, to be north enough, you have to be, St. Joe or Stevensville. Berrien Springs is too far south, <laughs> if you can believe it. That's how uh, that's how close it was. Oh, wait, wait. It's on uh, uh, Discord's on update three of three. <laughs> it must be feeling a little left out, the computer is. You're, you're, oh, most of your that... audio is good. Then you'll, I'll hear a wobble in. And then a reverb from my side. Yeah, it's. Uh, I don't. This. Uh, it's just bandwidth. Uh, you know, this. Uh, there's only so much bandwidth out here. You know, the the cows in the corn are taking the rest of it. So we just have a whole lot over. Uh, Derek's saying that they're uh, 55 degrees Fahrenheit in the bay now. I don't know. That's not too bad. We had 72 surface at 
I'm sorry, Mac. I, my connection probably died. Uh, oh, I well, said it was seventy. Said seventy. Ca- low seventies for the surface. surface. Yep. And but where was that surface temperature at? Off the buoy. I reposted oh, okay. those so people get a whole of them and get an idea of the surface temperature and the wave action. Dive. And we may be back in the river real soon. Well, I saw some photos on Facebook. People were diving the pier. Yeah, that was us. That Discornia. Yep, north. But uh, I'm thinking, had I had a little more warning, I might have been out there diving tonight, river. Uh, Jim was over there. He said the pipe exposed. And if the pipe is exposed, that means the water's down. And, oh, there are uh, Niles? Yeah, yeah. Wow. And I went there last week and looked, and I had two-and-a-half-foot viz. So I can work on two-and-a-half-foot viz. Hmm. Yeah, that doesn't sound too bad. Yeah, so I was thinking of Paramount. Yeah. Yeah, Dave's saying that in the Detroit River there, we're seeing 70 degrees. Yeah, we're, we're, we're getting there. Now, if you can get decent viz, uh, the water temperature heading in your favor. Well, was there any other diving going on this this last week? Let's see. Uh, some people got out. I can't remember. It was on the Rockaway again. Was that that was Bob and uh, somebody else, wasn't it? Yes, I can't remember. Was it Ted? Yeah. It might have been Ted. Yeah. So I saw that they were on the Rockaway. So the buoy's still there. Yes, that's always a good sign. And then I saw that Kevin and Amy were up north, diving all over the place. Yeah, I was going to say, you can't keep track of how many they've run already. Yeah. Now, one thing that they did say it was a little concerning is that, and we won't call out the dive shop, but he called the dive shop to see if they would be able to do air fills. And they said, yeah. oh, yeah, we're doing air fills. And he gets up there, and they said, oh, well, we're not going to do that till July. And then there were other people jumping on the thread saying that dive shop hasn't done air fills in a year and a half. So I, you know, it's kind of hard to figure out what to believe, but that's a little disconcerting. You call and, you know, I got, I, you know, he said shame on him for not picking the actual date. True. But one would have when thought he, they would have given you a range. Well, you would think so. Cause you know, normally when I call a store up and I say, are you doing something? That means like in the next business day, yeah. You know, it's up to them to go, oh, yeah, but, he, you know, we're only open Mondays or Fridays or, you know, it's by appointment only or some sort of qualifier. But if you're, you know, if you're a dive shop in a remote area, because that can affect what you bring. I mean, you might, he might have had to bring a couple more tanks or even a compressor up if he had known he wasn't going to be able to get uh, air. Oh, yeah. Because I, I, I know when I went up the straights that one time, I mean, I was begging and borrowing tanks from other people because, you know, if you're going to do two dives a day and the dive shops aren't open on Sunday, then, you know, by Saturday noon, you've, you've gone through your air and you you have to have other arrangements. That was why Ken used to take his, Larry took his, and I would take six or seven tanks and they take a bunch and dive during the day and tanks at night. But that was back in the day. Well, you could also do a bicycle pump. You know, isn't that like all those uh, Kickstarter 
campaigns, you know, unlimited freedom, just pump up your tanks. Well, yeah, it gives you lots. I mean, you can tell the guys who do, they look like Popeye, arms like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Got to eat your Wheaties if you're going to be doing that. Well, so good to see a bunch of people getting some uh, diving going on. Uh, how about uh, any future dive plans? I mean, you mentioned the rivers or anybody. Is it just kind of uh, a, if the opportunity Tuesday, arrives? Well, for the 7th, uh, Tankful Tuesday, I will double-check for the river. So we are talking about doing the south. The south here? The way south is, you know, park over there by Silver Beach area. They got a lot. Uh, we took everybody, almost everybody had a cart, which you definitely need when you're hauling your gear that And uh, it could be a little different because they had more traffic on the south pier. And it... The water is over the first level, by the way. Ooh, really? So, yeah, when you step off, you're already in water when you step off the side. And the kids were at their normal diving spot, but would be going up to first. Uh, are there still a bunch of fishermen on the pier, even with the water up that high? I say that one more time. Are there fishermen on the pier, or are they uh, staying? We had a couple... We had a couple ourselves, uh, but they we were there first, basically. And I did not see oh. anybody fishing off the South Yeah, South Pier is a little tougher to fish from, I think, just because of all the Silver Beach bathers. Well, most of the people of... that were fishing on the North were fishing Riverside. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I've noticed. But we did. I, I ran into a couple of pretty good sized ones, and so did Karen. I think the most noticeable item is the lack of gobies. I saw maybe three, all black. Normally it was like piranha down, nothing like that now. And the sodopher um, was only half an inch in certain areas. The uh, quagga zebra mussel infestations are almost gone. Rocks are clear. You may have a skim layer. Uh, the pilings have maybe one shell type on it, where they used to have four inches worth. So I was very surprised, again, at the uh, lack of vegetation and infestation of quagga zebras out there. Well, the talk about the uh, gobies, I mean, that was what we had observed on the wreck. So that's kind of all over then. I wonder if anybody's thought of what happened to them. Well, part of it is we understand that because of the food chain aspect, they became part of the food chain. <laughs> because if you got nothing else to eat, you'll eat what's, what's there. And there were plenty of so, those. Right. So other fish have now developed a taste for it. So through Darwinism, those who are willing to eat them are now eating them. Yes. Ah. Uh, I guess that kind of makes sense. And is that the same thing with the zebras? Because I... There was some talk that there were some fish that were starting to pick the zebras off. Fish and certain ducks. And again, they, they, the reason they, it's like that uh, virus, it just went so fast, they outproduced their ability to feed. And then they died off really drastically and really quick. Yeah, so, so now they've, uh, their food supply, you know, probably overproduced, is now a little limited. 
But this has got to be good because if the pure lack of infestation is, is such, that means the intake structures at both power plants, anybody drawing water in, that's helped minimize some of that part, you know, that problem they have with that. So I would that's think. not a bad thing. No. And I did post a picture of the beach from Silver Beach to Lions Park. Did a, you know, a picture from a year ago and a picture from this week. And they actually dredged in front of the place where the beach went away and mm-hmm. refinished the beach again. So they so they cast the sand from deeper water out to shallow? Yep. And it looks really good, but I'm curious what's going to happen after that first storm. Well, if you didn't go far enough out to get the sand, it's just going to slide right back in. Well, and they did the same uh, for Tuscornia. They got some, uh, they must have had earth movers out there because you had probably three times as much beach as you did last time I was out there. They did a heck, yeah, of, would... a heck of a nice job of getting the beach out there. Yeah, because last time I was at Tuscornia, which wasn't that long ago, uh, you walked off the dunes into the water. I mean, it was there was just really they no were right beach. up there. Yeah, yeah, you actually had a beach out there last week. Well, that's nice. It's going to make it easier for the for those uh, bathers to do some social distancing then. Yeah, I've been doing flybys and Tuscornia. Most people are on the piers, and they do have enough beach area. People are already playing in the dunes and stuff. But uh, Gene Clock has got tons of beach, and even though it has been jammed parking, you could stretch those people out all over heck and back. They were doing really good on the distancing. Obviously, the group families, when you did have a uh, Silver right. Beach, it, it looks like you have some social distancing. They're parking a lot to been quite interesting. Well, they've got a challenge with parking even in the best of times. Well, if you go, you know, if you get the Silver Beach parking by itself, go to the right-hand side, you probably, that's four times to park in that side. Most people try to get by the playstations. That fills up first, and then the overflow goes into the other section. And you've probably got, like I said, times as much parking. My computer just came up. I'm trying to decide, do I dare uh, try anything with it? Live on the air. Can you still hear me, Mac? Yep. Like I said, you okay. got a reverb effect once in a while. Okay. Well, let me see here. And I don't How about now if I unmute myself? How you sounded good. Ah, see? <laughs> so this is the computer. The It finally got done. See, that, that's the best thing I can do for it is to actually uh, 
talk bad about it and give up on it. And then, so, so now we'll have a, uh, we'll have an episode where you can hear me on the phone and then on the microphone. And then I apologize again to everybody on the audio. It seems like every other episode, the audio messes up on the uh, laptop. Discord decides it's going to go and use the built-in mic for whatever reason. So right now, according to Discord, I am using the studio mic and the studio headset. So could you tell much difference in the audio when I switched over? Yeah, you sound good. You sound robust. I, I sound robust and full. Yes. I've got the uh, little little modulation. And I don't mean like the Earl Jones ro- robust. No, no, I'm but, not. But, you know, it'd be nice. I don't quite have the pipes for that, nor the bank account. So j- just in time about to end this, is there is there anything <laughs> that, <laughs> that we, we're going to skip the, the news for this week, but we got it all primed for next week. So we'll just plan on uh, playing that one forward. Yeah, well, just keep the show notes for the day. And it was a nice selection, though. Yeah. Of all the ones of the Hawaiian crew, that was the most impress- impressive to me. They're actually finally, finally seeing some results of trying to get that plastic out of them. Yeah, I uh, just today, uh, that Dutch organization which I feel bad I can't remember the name, but I'm terrible with names. Uh, they, If you follow them on YouTube, they've been doing a series on their interceptor vehicles, which are the the uh, vessels that they're putting in rivers, and they're hoping to have a 1,000 of them in four years. Uh, from what I understand, they've built, they're on number four, but I, I think they've only got two or three. I think the first couple were just prototypes. But it's pretty impressive. I mean, I have to say that the engineering they've done on that uh, vessel is pretty impressive. Have you seen one of those? I'm not sure I have. Yeah, um, maybe I'll have to put that in the links. But it's pretty much a catamaran. It's about 40 feet in length. They uh, anchor them in rivers with a buoy line so that they're in a part of the river where all the trash will collect and kind of head that direction. And then inside it's got a chain conveyor that dumps trash into hoppers. And then it automatically detects when a hopper's full and then it fills the next hopper. And they said, even in the most polluted rivers, uh, it has enough capacity to last about a day before they have to be dumped. And then the hoppers are all on their own barge system. So what they do is they haul it out take all the junk out, put the hoppers back in. In the meantime, it's got like a, a catching basin that will retain the, the garbage in and then put them back into the, the hoppers. Sounds like a good plan. Yeah, and, and, and the engineering, they've got, uh, they got a contractor who built it for them. And this series they've got on their channel now is actually, they're, at, they're, they're on like episode four and it's showing the sign-off. So the the vessel contractors completed the vessel and then they're going through the, the punch list to say, mm-hmm. is this finished? Is this finished? Is this finished? But just from what I know about, you know, and I'm not by any means an industrial or a Marine uh, engineer or manufacturer, but just in the, my experience with projects, uh, it seems to be very professional. Cause they, they had the boom 
which had worked, which the, I guess they're doing refinements for this next year. But, uh, you know, they said you're getting it too far, too far, you know, by the time it's gotten out into the ocean and floated around a while, that's, that's too late in the process. You want to mm-hmm. eliminate it as, as early as possible. And, uh, they, uh, do you remember when they, we, we covered their article where they put the sensors on the bridges Yeah, and they were counting all the, the waste and pollutants that were going down the rivers. So they've identified the most pollutable rivers and those are the ones they're going after first. So, well, it makes sense because one, you don't have to haul the garbage back as far. So it's much more effective economically to get it before it gets out there. So then you're going to be miles having to drag it all the way back in. Yeah, it just it just makes a whole lot of sense. It and that and that's probably got to be it, just the economy of it. Uh, but when you looked at this one, uh, what Max talking about is we have an article. So if you're a Patreon supporter, uh, you got the show notes for this episode, and they had a uh, it was a quite a large boat that went out there and picked up about a hundred tons. But looking at it, it seemed like a lot of that was nets, ghost fishing. Yes, nets. I saw that. Yeah. And I would think that provided you have a method of recycling, those would would seem to be prime candidates, either to go back to be, excuse me, being reused as nets, or just because I'm going to guess a lot of those are nylon. So it's going to be a all of one material. Yeah, the pictures were awesome. Yeah. So that will be, that's a kind of a preview of what we'll be covering next week. There was a lot of nets. Yes, it it seemed like an awful lot of them. Who else had seen those? Go go ahead, Mac. I I didn't know how many people had seen that, so I just put a picture. Okay. I see it's, it's coming through now. So I'd like to thank all our Patreon supporters. One thing you may have noticed uh, this month is that there may be tax. If you can drop me a line, if you get see anything weird on Patreon with the amount of tax they're, they're charging, I'd like to know. Uh, we, we tried to organize it in a way that uh, you have the least amount of tax liability. Much of it depends on which state you're in or which country you're in as to how much tax they're going to collect. But I'm hoping that on yeah, you know, if you're doing three or five or ten dollars, uh, that it's not a huge amount of tax that they're assessing. If it's a donation, there's a tax on donations. Oh, it's a it's a whole large thing because it depends on how you've worded the benefit. So I read, I, I went through all the tiers for the donations and and worded it, and and we're not a nonprofit, so you know there there is going to be taxed but it depends on whether you're taxing it as a surface and what are the what is somebody getting you know when when you're providing money to help cover costs of the show what's the benefit so that's where i had to go through and declare what percent of what benefit and each of the tiers was what so i removed anything that was tangible so physical products should not be showing up in any of the patreon tiers uh, but you know, even the show notes they consider a value depending on which jurisdiction you're in. So, oh, yeah, I mean, it, it was bound to happen because you've got 
states that yeah, it used to be when you did something mail order, if it was from an out of state organization, you didn't get charged any of the uh, sales tax. So if I was in Michigan and I bought something from Kentucky, um, you know, I now you're supposed to do is you're supposed if to you self declare. Yeah, if you yeah, you're supposed to self declare. But I have yet to meet anybody who self declared. Uh, so the states have just gone after all these uh, large, not, and and not even so large, uh, but they've gone after uh, these companies such as Amazon or Google or Apple, uh, even companies that don't have a nexus, which is is what usually what the requirement was for taxes in those states, and requiring them to collect tax. So Patreon has been targeted, and uh, on behalf of all their creators who are using the platform, they are now collecting tax that wouldn't affect July 1st. So ah. as of the July point, uh, and, and uh, I'd like to point out that even we have been affected by the downturn in economy, uh, people who uh, for whatever reason have been unable to continue to support the show. So we've had a significant drop off. So, uh, and, and only I would say, 1% of the people who listen to the program actually donate. You now we have thousands of listeners each week and we don't nearly have that many uh, people donating and helping the show. So if you can help out, it'd be appreciated. If you can't, we understand if you can just, you know, give us a review on one of the, the program uh, on one of your, wherever you're listening to the podcast, but uh, and, and give know, us the, some feedback at all. I mean, yeah, on what we're doing. I really haven't seen a lot of feedback telling us what they'd like to hear. Uh, or, you know, it's like the gentleman tonight wanted to know about some tanks. We talked about tanks with Jim, but that's been a couple of years mm -hmm. on the different, you know, strength of the metal. Yeah. So we could do some of those. Or yeah. get into the river diving stuff and talk about, okay, here's a little section. Let's talk about grubbing for a while. Uh, yep. I did finish my book. I just... Oh. Oh, I'm, good. I'm almost to the point that we can do something with it. <laughs> well, that'd be good. We, we could use that. And I was thinking about uh, making that available for our uh, listeners. Yes. Uh, and, and I keep playing around. In fact, I was even doing it earlier today. I was looking at some options for doing some video because I do want to do some video. Uh, and, and those will be on topics. So what I want to do is, is focus on a topic, have it something more of an evergreen type of information. Because uh, if we cover the topic correct, it's something that somebody can look at two, three, five years from now, and most of that information would still be relevant. Uh, Dave in the chat room earlier was asking if we had covered, uh, let me find it now. The, the tanks. Yeah, which, which alloy was he asking about? Sixty-three fifty-one cylinders, and those are the aluminum alloys that uh, they that many dive shops have stopped filling. Is, is that how you understand it, Matt? Yes. Yep. So those were what probably most of the nineteen eighties and nineties when those alloys were were being used in tanks. Yes, and I think even even uh, wolves do not fill them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Dave's saying 91 and earlier and, and we'll do an actual episode on it. So, uh, we'll just kind of tease it now. 
Uh, but we'll go back and do it. I, that's that's one of the topics I do want to do is uh, we'll start with some of them that the early divers or new divers are really going to be interested in. Because that's something where you can get burned. If you're out there buying used tanks and you're not aware of it, you're going to be, you could potentially be buying tanks that are hydro or tanks that are not fillable. Because, uh, I mean, we've been doing the podcast here for, uh, we're on our 11th season. And uh, in the beginning of it, that was kind of, uh, you know, there were shops were starting to not fill them. And I can remember how worked up everybody was getting and saying there was no reason. And, uh, you know, if they passed the hydro and then there was some magnetic flux testing, but it's just gotten to the point that they've aged uh, not so gracefully. And then just some of the, the original problems they were having with that alloy that, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not sure is anybody really filling them? Well, n- not anymore. Uh, they, it's what, uh, T6 alloy, and they were concerned for the ones made prior to 1988. And they did have a lot of cracking around the neck area, and even though they did the, uh, like, not a magflux, well, you did the VIP, mm-hmm. and it's, it's not a magnaflux per se. I can't remember what it is that they did. Yeah, and it, for a while, they continued to let people, the eddy current, that's what Eddy current, yeah, that's what it was. Eddy current. Uh, but, They've had some bad experiences, and most shops not. The other items, though, people have got to be aware of, too. If you've had a tank that's been repainted, you might always want to find out why, because if it's been on a fire, and it may not have melted, but heat might have melted the coating on it, so people brushed it out and repainted it. Uh, that's not always good for the tank. And yeah. you would not know that because it looks really good. And, and that's another thing. If you paint a tank, you don't want to cure the paint on the tank because that curing process, when I say curing, I mean like a heat cure. Yeah. Uh, that can affect the uh, the properties of the tank, which would not be in a favorable way. Yeah, I was just taking a look at uh, here in Australia, the CIG gas cylinders manufactured scuba tanks. 6351 alloy from 1975 through 1990. And that's when they switched to the 6061 alloy. Mm-hmm. So they're kind of in this one. How do you. The time was. Did you have a manufacturer date? That was. I didn't realize it went all the way through 1990. Well. And there, there really wouldn't have been a reason to change if it was valid. Because uh, it wasn't until I think they actually stopped it that they discovered there were some issues, and then there was just some issues with a particular manufacturer in a couple years. I, I just got to thinking. I said that, and it didn't sound so much. And then I went, "Wait a minute, that's thirty years." <laughs> it, it doesn't sound like that much at all. No, no. I mean, I got a couple of. St- Steel, not aluminum, that were 1986. Jeez, I think I'm getting old. I know, I know what you mean. Well, I I, I built the the house I'm sitting in right now, brand new, and uh, you know it's 30 years old now. So that's uh, you know, it starts time starts creeping up. I feel like I feel like somebody owes me about 15, 20 years. I'm just just went so fast. Yeah. And that's why you got to go diving. 
Got to do something with that time. And what's more valuable than diving? Now, did you use all your got to take time or you still have some? No, I, I've got some. I've spread it out. I'm taking, uh, I'm off most Fridays. I'm off uh, Monday and Tuesday this next week. Uh, tomorrow is our 4th of July at work. And then uh, I've got Monday and Tuesday available. So you might be available for Tuesday dive. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. If we do it early enough. <laughs> I've got a robotics team meeting, but maybe I can see if somebody can cover that for me. Well, what's more important, that or getting a dive on the south? Well, I need, to, I need to get out and do some diving. Yeah, I was surprised uh, Karen was out. She'd come back talking about the the drone that was out there, and it's like, I didn't see the damn drone. It's like, hmm, maybe I should go back out and look for the drone again. Is that like the Terminator? Or is that that type of drone? Not that kind of drone. If it was that kind of drone, I'd be out there looking for it. (laughs) Well, it's down there to keep uh, entertaining the aliens. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Karen... Inside every old person is a young person going, what the hell happened? <laughs> and that is so true. More because, than you think. Because that, that's the thing I don't, uh, I didn't realize when I was young is that mentally you don't realize you're old. <laughs> it's, it's your body warning you every time you get up and you go get out of bed and everything cracks and creaks. And I just remember barely looking at my folks when I was, uh, graduate from high school and I thought they were old. They were only in their freaking forties. See my, my parents were only 20 years older than I was. And I am 30 years older than my kids. So I've always been closer in age to my parents than my kids. Uh, and I can remember, yeah, I'm, I'm to the age now I am older now then I can remember my grandparents when I was a kid. <laughs> and that's not a good feeling because I always felt like my grandparents were ancient. Yeah. Yeah. I watch but, you guys uh, go to the drop zone or something. They look at me and say, God, where'd that guy put his walker at? But, yeah. but isn't 70 the new 40? Isn't that how it works? Well, maybe 50, 55. <laughs> <laughs> But I am a believer, though, that if you stop playing, you get old faster. Well, I can remember when my grandfather retired, and it wasn't so much him but his friends, because his friends retired about a year or two before he did. And it seemed like they'd retire, and within a, a year and a year and a half, they would die. And it just seemed like, that retirement was death. <laughs> it's just what I can remember, you know, like, because as a kid, it was kind of startling, you know, what happened to uncle Bobby? What, you know, what happened to him? Uh, he, yeah, he retired. And yeah, I think it was, you know, they worked all the time. And when they retired, they sat in a chair and watched TV and just died. Well, like they say, whenever you're on the deathbed, I've never heard anybody say, oh, I wish I'd have over. Yeah, <laughs> that's so true. Yeah, I was updating some items on the computer today, and it's like, 
insurances. And I'm looking at some of the names of the people I worked with. It's like, I didn't know he died. And it's like, I'm going through it. It's like, I'm older than these guys. <laughs> and there's well, a I, slew of them already. But then again. <sighs> well, the obituaries in our local newspaper, we have a weekly newspaper. And I swear the last three weeks, there's been two or three people under the age of 50 who have passed. Yeah, there has been. A couple and of car accidents and a couple of more very bad illnesses. Yeah. And, but sometimes they don't tell you what it is and you're kind of wondering, cause I'm looking at that and I'm like, what, whatever it is they touched or didn't touch, I want to make sure I do the opposite. Cause there's, I still got stuff to do. I'm not done yet. I like I said, when I go, I don't want to even know I went. Yeah. Enough of that stuff. I think my doctor is surprised every time I walk in and I walk in, I think it surprises him. <laughs> Oh my gosh, that's, that's, yeah. Well, you, well you, you, I reckon so. we're going to close out with a joke, or do you have one? Or I, I don't have give one. Give them a reprieve tonight. Well, well, I think we'll give them a reprieve. I, I don't have anything scheduled or planned, uh, so we'll we'll skip it this time, and, and I'm, I'm betting we're probably at about 45 minutes, maybe less than one when this gets out there, but want to thank everybody who has been contributing, you know, all those Patreon supporters, it does make a difference. I can't say that we did gone. I remember when, uh, Jim Kleeman and I started this originally. Yeah. My thought was that we might make episode a hundred and, you know, here we are approaching episode 500 and we wouldn't have done it without the support that we've gotten or the listeners or the feedback because, uh, you know, anytime you, you know, even, even earlier today, I was looking as I was dealing with all that Patreon crap and I'm, I'm thinking, you know, do you really need to keep going? But if it but when you see how many people listen and we'll just keep putting it out there if we can. So well, I think we'll cover some news. A couple of items I was thinking though, we might want to do is talk about tanks sometime or how to fix dry suit and or your wetsuit. Because I did some repairs on mine this week before I went diving. Mm -hmm. And they're not always pretty, but we could talk about techniques for what's good for a seam. How do you do your resort yourself? I use goop, you know, or carrying feeding of that can of of, uh, neoprene that you use one time and the next time you open it seven months later, it's rock solid. How can you avoid that? Things like that. Yeah. Yeah, what my plan is is to take topic. So every topic from tanks to fins to masks to wetsuit to dry suit would all be covered. And we'll do a light quick version for those with ADD and they don't they can't listen for more than 5 or 10 minutes. And then we'll also have an in-depth version. And I don't know how in-depth that will go. And then we'll have a way in the weeds version, which is for somebody who just can't get enough of whatever the topic is and, and go into it. So that's something I'll do. I'll probably start working on some scripts because this will be unusual for us where this podcast is all pretty much unscripted. That would be scripted or at least planned out 
And I really think it makes sense to do it as a video so that we can show and display stuff. So that's some of it I've been been looking into. So that will probably be get everybody together in a location and film two or three episodes and then edit it. So Sounds like a plan. So once again, thank you for your listening and for your support. And until next time, go out there and get wet. And stay safe. bizarre so it's recording what we're saying now it's recording what we're saying now yep well do we want to do a light version maybe a short 10 or 15 minute (laughs) i'm not going to be able to get my computer to show any articles while it's doing this update yeah, you got a. I got a little echo on the side of you. Reverb. Oh, okay. Probably bandwidth reverb. I don't know. How about now? Does it sound better? Sounds okay. It's just occasionally I also down. Got to figure out how we can get this. Well, my problem is my mine is so fast. Get this up. Record it. This and you've already got your show notes talk. I can yeah, I mean if yeah, I mean if you want to do the the news, we can do it that way. Well, you mean the start part then well I, I can go ahead and start it, but I mean do we wanna do we want to cover news or well, I mean not tonight, I don't but <laughs> okay, but uh. If we're having difficulties with that, and I can do the realizations till I lose my voice, because <laughs> you saw, you're used to talking all the time, and I'm not. Yeah. So is the audio okay? I mean, I I have no feedback on this. You're like sounding pretty normally. good now. Uh, what the other people? How's the chat room? Does it sound okay? Well, I say we sound fine, so. Let's see, what episode is this? Four fifty four. Four fifty four and it's July second. Okay.